Today's podcast is sponsored by Wonderful Pistachios, where delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts out there, and each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. It is no secret how much I love pistachios. I love pistachios. It is part of my identity, and honestly, there are so many fantastic flavors. My personal favorite is the wonderful pistachios no salt. It has a little blue emblem on it for the bag. So delicious. I know others love the roasted and salted, even lightly salted. There's a sweet chili that's good, a salt and pepper. There are so many options, and you can have them in the shell or no shell. Cracking each pistachio open one at a time? Yes, wonderful pistachios is the only exception I make for playing with my food. It is fun and protein all in one bite. Go ahead and visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more or pick up a bag at your local store. Let's get to cracking and let's get to snacking. Welcome to the Fun and Gains Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lupton, and let the gains begin. Hello and welcome back to the Funny Games Podcast. What's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday, where Wednesdays are our favorite day of the week. I am Brittany Lupton. If you're new here, hey, and if you're returning, what's good? So I've recently entered my, re-entered, right, my travel era. I've already gone on two trips and I have three more that are going to take me through May and then hopefully I'll get a little bit of a break, but they've been really fun. So the first trip, again, it was that Houston Gymshark event that I did and that was amazing. I think I did a recap already on the podcast and there's a whole YouTube video up on that. And the most recent one, I just did a quick little photo shoot with them in Dallas, which was also fun because I got to meet up with Kylie Ross, who she's been on the podcast before. She's a good friend. Libby was there. Courtney was there. Chris was there. It was a really, really good time just to see all of the girls and to just, you know, be with the Gymshark family. That's always fun. So that's for sure the fun and gain of this past week or weeks, really just having all of those awesome trips and being able to just hang out and meet up with a bunch of people. For today's episode, I really wanted to do an episode around talking about just gym fears, fitness fears, getting those kind of out in the open and trying to face them head on together and collectively. And I thought this was super interesting because when I posted this on my Instagram story, there were hundreds of results, but almost all of them were around the same thing. And I'm like, wow, that's actually extremely fascinating that a lot of us have pretty much all of the same fears. So I'm going to be talking about a lot of them and hopefully you can get some good insight and we can just kind of work through this together. And again, this is going to show you you're not alone in thinking this and maybe we can get over these fears together. This kind of came to me yesterday as I was in the gym. Because the sweetest lady, she was like, hey, she came up to me in the locker room and she was like, hey, this is my first time at the gym. I forgot my water bottle. Um, Do you think that there's somewhere I could get a water bottle? And I was like, yeah, at the front desk, I think you can buy them. And then she continued to like tell me about herself and her story. And I was like, are you excited? Are you nervous? Hey, do you have any other questions? And, you know, it opened up a, a big conversation just trying to help her feel more comfortable because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I remember being a first time gym goer. I remember how scared and nervous I am. Even when I go to a separate gym, I'm a little bit nervous and intimidated. So I just wanted to make her feel as comfortable as possible. And it was really cool to hear her story. She'd been working out at home for a couple of years and wanted to get to a decent place where she felt comfortable 
old enough to go to a gym and she was now here. So I'm like, that is a huge, amazing goal where now you can feel comfortable enough to come work out at a gym. And her just story was really cool and inspiring. I'm like, this would be such a fascinating and great podcast episode because one, I know a lot of us suffer with gym intimidation, whether we're going to the gym currently or not. And we all have these fears that we're going through. So I just thought this would be an awesome episode. And I'm excited to have kind of a solo episode after we've had a lot of guests. And next week is going to be an awesome, phenomenal guest as well. So I thought, let's break it up. Let's have a little chit chat. And let's talk about these things. Before I get into the episode, I am going to read the review of the week. And we also need to do the word of the week. So the review, because I have that pulled up right now, is from Fit Erica B. It says, I love Wednesdays because of you. I'm more of a reader, not a listener, lol, but I can listen to you every day. I started on more of a serious note on my gym girl era this year in 2023, and you've helped me so much. I'm turning this into a lifestyle, so thank you for taking your time to do this podcast every week as a busy mother. Keep it up. We love you. Well, Thank you so much. I love that. And you know what? Now is the great time to start. So 2023 is your year, Erica. Let's go. Okay, if I'm being honest, I'm not sure if we've done this as a word of the week yet. I feel like I might have, but even if I have, we're doing it again because this goes perfectly with today's episode. The word is optimism. And that means a tendency to expect the best possible outcome or dwell on the most hopeful aspects of a situation. So all in all, we are looking for the bright side, trying to have a positive attitude, bright outlook, and enthusiasm about life, right? Instead of trying to look at the negatives. And I feel like this is the word of the week because of today's podcast episode and just kind of trying to overcome those fears and those negative thoughts and thinkings that we can't have in those thought patterns and trying to push through and look for the silver lining, look for the good, look for the positivity and helping drown out the negativity. So what's really interesting getting into today's episode is I found this statistic and it says that, so in the study, it was found that the average person has between, you know, 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. And of those thousands of thoughts, 80% were negative. 80%. That is an extremely high percentage that 80% of all of our thoughts throughout the day are negative. That is mind-blowing to me. And that just goes to show like we all have a lot of work, myself included, on fixing kind of our mentality and trying to reverse that and focusing on the optimism, on the positive thinking, on pushing forward with saying we can, we can instead of we can't. And I think that that positive self-talk. This is even something I try to work on with Vinny is he'll get super frustrated, right? Like he's trying to build his new Legos or his Duplo blocks and something will kind of break as he's trying to put it together. And he's like, he gets really frustrated and he'll just throw his toys out and be like, that's it. I'm done. And I'm like, no, Vinny, like, let's try again. You can do it. And so he'll try again and try again. And I think that's a process that we even as adults need to keep reminding ourselves that We need to keep trying again. Even if something doesn't work out at first, like it's okay to feel those emotions and get angry and irritated, but we need to get back up and to keep trying because life is full of opportunities and second chances and third chances and hundredth chances. Matter of fact, we have our entire life to continuously try. There is no end date, okay? Until the very last day of our life, we can keep trying whatever it is that we're trying to do. So I just think this is a great reminder for me of... Hey, some things that maybe I've been a little bit too scared of, things I've been maybe trying to shy away from, I can still do it. Let's hop in and let's jump 
these negative thoughts. Let's get over these fears and work through them and hopefully come out better in the end. I know it's going to take some time as well. Like these are going to be some big hurdles to accomplish, but I know that a lot of these fears that were listed are kind of getting in the way and they are huge barriers that are stopping us. Whatever we want to do in the gym, fitness, life, career rise, These are big blocks for us to get over. So I'm hoping that this episode can give you a little bit of insight, a little bit of encouragement, a little bit of optimism and hope that you can keep going. So the first one, this is a fear in the gym. It says fear of not knowing how to use machines. That is a very valid fear. It is something that I even go through a lot of times when I'm at the gym. There are two machines in my gym I still don't know how to do, and I've tried to fidget with one of them. It's the one where you like wrap the belt around you and try to squat. I cannot for the life of me figure out where the lever is on that machine. I know where it is at one of the gyms I go to, but at the other gym, no idea. I cannot figure it out, and I'm also too short to even like get it up. So I struggle and I fumble with that and I look ridiculous because I will like set all my stuff down, try to fidget with that, and then walk away having done nothing and wasted five minutes. I do that all the time. And I know if I'm doing it, I know somebody else is doing it. So when I'm looking at somebody else who may not how to f- know how to figure something out, I honestly will go and help them. And a lot of times people will ask me for help. Like there's also this one machine that always gets stuck and it's actually in the women's only section. And two or three times somebody has come up to me and been like, can you please help me with this? I cannot figure this out like it is stuck or and do I just not know how to use it and so we help each other and we chat and sometimes it's like a group of three or four of us trying to figure out this machine together and it's actually really unifying and cool and I'm always like seriously ask anytime like I just want everybody to feel so comfortable in the gym and more times than not I feel like other people are that way I have never really had an experience in the gym where someone has been like oh you can't figure that out you're dumb I've never had that experience and I truly feel like most people are, especially women, like if we're all talking about women, we're all insecure in the gym. (laughs) Like one way or another, one thing or another, we might be insecure about different things, but we are all insecure about something. So helping others out, I just feel like that makes things go so much smoothly. So if you don't know how to use machines, that is okay. You're 100% valid in having that be a fear. I would say If there's somebody around you, if it's like a little, you know, some girlies around you, you can just ask. I know that that is very intimidating. Like I am not really the person who would ask. I would just try and fidget and then leave because uh, that's what I do. But I promise if you really are trying to figure something out and you need to ask for help, more times than not, somebody's going to be so nice in helping you figure that out. Another thing is you can try to Google it. I know some gyms have like a QR code that you can even scan and it'll give you a video demonstration of what it is, which is helpful because sometimes it'll be the same machine, like the leg extension machine, and it's just a different version of that. And you're like, okay, well, where are all of the gadgets and gizmos to tighten this part and loosen this part and push the seat up? Like there is so, there are so many things that are endlessly just confusing. So One, it could help if you watch somebody else do it before you. Two, you can ask somebody to help you. Three, try and watch a video. Or four, just try to fidget around with it and see if you can figure it out. Don't give up. And don't feel nervous taking some time to try to figure it out. That is okay. That is normal. And you do not need to feel guilty about that. So 
if that is a fear for you, someone on this podcast and you wrote that in because these are all the most common ones where there were multiple of each of these, your challenge for this week is to tackle that fear. A machine that you don't know how to use, you better get after it and try it. Ask somebody or do one of those four steps to try that new machine at your gym. You're challenged, one new machine, that is your challenge. Take it on. The second one is the fear of taking up too much space. I love this one and I had to talk about this one. This one was also very, very common in the question box. So a lot of times, and I think this one specifically that I took was about hip thrusts. A lot of times I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm taking up so much space. I'm taking up like a deadlift platform or I'm just off on the side with my bumper plates. And I'm sitting there thinking, one, I'm paying the same exact membership as everybody else. Two, everybody deserves to be in the gym just as another person. Three, I really do try to be very self-conscious and aware. If this is a fear of you, of yours, that is showing that you're already conscious about trying to be courteous in the gym. That is like the nicest thing you could possibly be doing. So good on you for even acknowledging and thinking, oh no, am I taking up too much space? Like I want to be courteous and kind in the gym. Like I don't want to be in the way or have attention drawn to me. You're already being nicer than a lot of other people because you're thinking of others. So that's good on you. But again, remind yourself, you belong in the gym just as much as anybody else. You're paying the same membership. You're using the equipment properly. Find yourself a little station, set it up, get your work done. It'll be what, 15 minutes tops of that one exercise in that one little station. You're going to be fine. 15 minutes, you're okay. Think about it like that. Five minutes, 10 minutes, you're going to be okay. Even if it's a busy gym, you're putting in the work, you are showing like, hey, you know, I'm not dilly-dallying. I'm trying to get these exercises done. People are going to be like, wow, this person is working hard. Like they're not wasting space. They're not wasting time. You're going to be 100% fine. Nobody is going to say anything to you. And if they do, that's actually extremely uncalled for and rude because again, you're paying the same membership fee. No one's going to say something to you. And if they do, I would report them. Like you're literally doing a set of hip thrusts. You're fine. Or if you're trying to set up a drop set, like be conscious of, you know, you don't want to have 20,000 pairs of dumbbells if you're doing a drop set, but it's something where you deserve to take up space in the gym just as much as anybody else. And if you're even having that thought, again, you're conscious about, you're self-aware and you're being conscious about the space you're taking up. So you're being, you're being nice. Kudos to you. Okay. So I encourage you to next time you're at the gym, you already know what your challenge is, get it done. Whatever that exercise is, or if you're having those negative thoughts, switch them out for some positive ones. You say, I deserve to be here just as much as anyone else. This might be 10 minutes if I'm a little uncomfortable because I am a little bit spread out. I am taking up a little bit of equipment and a little bit of space. Just know, hey, I'll be here for 15, 20 minutes and then I know I'll be out. It'll be okay. Tell yourself it'll be okay. That's your challenge. Okay, this next one is one that I actually had this conversation with myself yesterday. So it is fear of having belly rolls when you are squatting or leg pressing, just kind of, you know, anytime you're in that position and you know, our bodies might not have the most flattering light. So it is, okay, TMI, it is that time of the month Mother Nature has called and summoned me, okay? Lovely parts about being a woman. So, and I've been traveling. So things are a little bit, you know, my training routine, it has not been there. I know I'm not on top of my game. I am extremely bloated whenever it is that time of the month for me. It doesn't matter what I do. I am always bloated. That's just how it is. And I'm okay with that. I have fully 
accept it and come into my own skin where I know two weeks out of the month, I know I'm going to be bloated. I'm okay with that. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. It's part of being a woman. It is part of my routine that is normal and natural for me. So I'm like, hey, this is normal, natural for me. I'm cool with it. I've accepted it. I've come into my own. So yesterday when I was working out, I did the reverse hack squat on, yeah, I think that's what it's called, like the big hack squat machine. And I did it reverse. Totally had belly rolls, totally had cellulite, totally don't have self-tanner on, totally unflattering angles, just did not look good. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like for me, I was like, took a deep breath. I literally put on my sweatshirt, my t-shirt, felt so comfortable after that. And I was like, I'm just going to work out like this. That's fine. Not every day is going to be 100. Not every day I'm going to feel 100%. Not every day I'm going to look 100%. That is okay. I really have just stepped into my own and knowing like that is okay. One, my body is just a body. It does not give me any value. It does not, I mean like the value of life, but my value is not only in what my body looks like. It's much more important with how I feel. And if there weren't any mirrors anywhere or if I didn't video record myself, guess what? I feel great. I would feel 100% fantastic in my body doing that exercise if I hadn't seen it. So I know, okay, so I'm putting value into just what I look like, into just this one exercise, into just literally my looks. I'm putting 100% value in what I look like and I don't like that. And I'm like, hey, you know what? Let me just remove that from myself and then we're good. We're chilling. I don't need to put any more thought or emphasis on that. And that's something that is a conversation that a lot of us need to have with ourselves like truly if there were no mirrors if there were no videos or pictures of us how do we feel just with our bodies with ourselves I know through my thought process if I had never seen that video or if I wasn't looking in the mirror I would feel so good about myself I mean I'd still feel a little bit bloated and you know crampy but other than that I wouldn't think twice about it so I'm like okay let me just detach that from myself And no, I'm still better off. That's not where my value is. I'm fine. I'm good. That is a very hard situation and conversation to have. And a lot of times I'll just cover up when I'm doing that. A lot of times when I'm doing like leg press or um, like seated hamstring curls or leg extensions, I'll just throw on my big t-shirt because I know I have tummy rolls. And if I want those showing, cool, I'll have them show. I do a lot of times. Other times I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm not really feeling it. So I'll just put on a big baggy t-shirt and it is what it is. I'm happy either way. I'm happy regardless. That is just my thought process and how I go through that. So if that is something that you are struggling with, you already know I'm going to give you a challenge for this. That challenge can be to either cover up so that if you are feeling insecure, you can feel a little bit better about yourself. Wear clothes that you feel comfortable with. The most important thing is that you're taking care of your health, mental and physical. So whatever that step is for you, go ahead and do it too. You can just look at yourself and say, you know what? I love my body. I love my body regardless. Just because I have stomach rolls, which everybody does, that does not define me. That does not make me less of a woman. That does not make me less of a person because of that. It is just skin. And I'm grateful for all that my body does for me regardless. Talking about body positivity, talking about loving ourselves through the process. Okay, next up, there are kind of a few of almost the same one. So I'm going to read through them just really quick. So one is the fear of looking dumb. This is all over. 
And I feel like that can even go back up to like not knowing how to use the machines. Oh, we feel dumb. We feel lost. Maybe going into the gym, not having a plan or having equipment taken. So you have to go walk out through the gym and walk around and be like, oh, okay, you know, what do I do now? And you feel a little bit lost or the dumbbells you need are taken. So you have to go to plan B or C or D or E, F, especially if your gym is busy. Okay. That is so normal. I can't even, I cannot even tell you how normal that is and how okay that is. You don't need to feel dumb. You don't need to feel like you don't belong. That was another one. I'm just going to throw that in here because I feel like we've kind of already talked about it. So I'm just going to touch on it is the fear of not looking good or like I belong. Again, what I already said, everybody belongs in the gym. Everybody that is there is paying the same membership you deserve to be there as much as everybody else, period. Like no questions asked. Just because you don't look a certain way or you don't feel a certain way does not mean you don't belong in the gym. The gym is not, you have to look this way and if you don't, you're not allowed to be in here. No, the gym is just a place for everybody to show up and work on themselves, whether that's mentally, whether that's physically, we're all there to push ourselves and to become a better version of ourselves and to leave feeling better than we came in. That is the goal of the gym. So whenever we're having those negative cycles of, I don't belong here. I don't look good enough to be here. I'm scared of feeling dumb. I don't know how to use the machines. Cut the negative talk. Again, tell yourself you belong to be there. And no, feeling a little bit lost is normal. It happens to me all the time. I will go to do an RDL. All the platforms are taken. Oh, okay. I look stupid for walking into that room, looking around, turning around and heading out. Do I care? No, I don't even look stupid. Like I say, oh, I look stupid, but I don't. Like that is so normal. That is so common. If you actually looked around the gym, you would see people are doing that too. People are constantly fidgeting with machines. Oh, this isn't working. Nobody, like even I have problems. I feel like I've been going to the gym forever and I'm like, these things happen. I'm running into barbells. I'm dropping weight on my toes. I'm tripping. I'm falling. Like We have all gone through it. So I think it's something until it's all again in our head and those 80% of negative thoughts that we have, which is so alarming and shocking to me that we are just consumed with so much negativity. Look for the positivity. It is not a big deal. Try to not focus so and be so hypocritical on ourselves. This next one is the fear of tripping or falling on a treadmill. And let me just say, you guys, I read these gym stories and I read these out loud so you know you are not the only one. When I say hundreds of people are saying these exact things, please know you are not alone. Like I cannot scream that from the rooftops enough. And when I read those silly gym stories, like we read these stories about people falling on the treadmill, they're fine. They get back up, they go to the gym. It's embarrassing for the day. It's embarrassing for a couple days. Like I have had so many embarrassing moments where I'm like, yeah, I need to not go to my gym for a couple days because that was a little bit too embarrassing. Hopefully I can get over that. And I just have to go to the gym again one time. And then I'm like, okay, it's fine. It's over. Literally no one cares. No one probably saw. No one probably remembered. Things are fine. Like I just, I can't say that enough. Like positivity, things are going to be fine. We are our own hardest critic. And in our brain, we are overanalyzing everything. We're overthinking everything. So your challenge, get up on that treadmill, do your thing and don't be scared of falling. Just, you know, you do got to pay attention a little bit because actually I know somebody close to me who was running on the treadmill and they did fall and they sprained their foot. So, but they also were kind of like not paying attention or falling asleep. So be alert, be attentive and you're good. 
This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. What is the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run, take a nap, read a book, hang out with friends, go out? I feel like a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, well, time for what? If our time was unlimited, how would we use it? What would be the best way to squeeze in that special thing into your schedule that is so important to you and make that a priority? Well, therapy can help you find what matters most to you so you can do more of it. I know that therapy can be extremely beneficial. Just have another person to talk to, talk through things, get to the bottom of feelings that we might not know that we're having, and it can lead us to feel empowered to be the best version of ourselves. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. You can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp help. Visit betterhelp.com slash Brit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Brit. This one is wanting to try something new in the gym, but not having the confidence. And again, we've had this convo already. Your challenge for this week is to try something new. If this is your write-in, if you are one of the hundred of people who wrote this one in, It is your turn to try something new in the gym that you are a little bit scared of doing. That's something that you don't have the full confidence for. It is going to build your confidence that you even tried. It can be a half attempt. Like, right? Like, let's say you're scared of setting up weights on the barbell. I feel like a lot of people, that's a little bit intimidating. Your goal, you don't even have to lift the weight. Your goal is to go put some weights on the barbell, rack it, and then you can leave. Well, unrack it, unrack it. (laughs) Oh, make sure you unrack the weight, but just practice setting it up, taking it down and then leave. You don't even have to wrap the weight. Maybe that. And maybe that's like, oh, I'll be self-conscious because then people saw that I racked it. I didn't do any reps and then I left. Well, then do a rep, do a couple. It doesn't matter. Something along the way of building up your confidence, maybe even just going into the weight room. Maybe you're someone who's still stuck on the treadmill, which is totally fine. Maybe today's the first day you go, you grab your first pair of little dumbbells, you do a mini circuit in the corner of your gym, and then you can head out and be on your way. Something that is going to help build your confidence and get you new motivation and positivity of, hey, I tried something new in the gym and I feel really, really good about it. Because when you do, you're on cloud nine. So help me. It's like the best feeling ever when you're like, I overcame that obstacle you feel so much better. So you have to kind of face these fears and overcome them and your confidence is gonna skyrocket. So help me. I know this from personal experience. It's so true. And I know if you've ever done this before, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, this next one is so good. It is the fear of never finding a routine that'll work for me. And this was a little bit scattered about, kind of worded a little bit differently, but that one was also something that was in there a lot of just not being able to get results, the fear of not finding a routine, the fear of just not showing up, the fear of me going back to my old ways. And let me just say that the fear of specifically finding a routine for you is so personal and it could take a while. It could take a year. It could take a month. It could take who knows how long because it depends on how consistent you are. In order to have that routine, right, it says, I think it takes 66 days to form a habit. So I would say it takes 66 days to build a routine. That's a little bit over 
three months, wait, two months, 30, 60, it's a little bit over two months. So it's going to take you some time. I'd give it two and a half months of a routine. And as you're going along the way, you want to be consistent and you want to keep showing up, but you have to show up and put in the work and put in the effort to make sure that, hey, you are building a routine and adjust along the way. If you want to add some things into the routine, if you want to take things out of the routine, even if it's just as simple as I am trying to set a routine of going to the gym, you've got to go consistently, whatever your goal is, right? Your consistency could be two times a week. You want to go to the gym. It could be four times a week. You want to go to the gym, but remaining consistent to that goal, that is then how you are building that routine so that you can find if it's working for you. You have to give it the proper time and consistency to see if you can get results from that in the first place. So give yourself some time. This is two and a half months. That is the bare minimum. See how you feel after that and adjust along the way if you need to. I really like this next one. It's fear of falling back into old habits. And also alongside of that is taking a couple days off and losing progress. Oh my goodness, that is one that I used to, oh my gosh, when I first started, I would just freak out at that one. Like, oh, if I take a couple days off, I'm going to lose all my progress and like work out on vacation. And you know what? Every once in a while, yeah, a good workout on vacation is solid. But sometimes I work out so hard during the week, like before vacation or just normally like my normal training split. I'm like, no, it actually would be so nice to relax on vacation. So I typically kind of don't work out on vacation anymore, but I'm still active walking around, enjoying myself, like doing whatever it is that makes me happy. And if that's a workout, that's a workout. If not, I'm not working out. So that has taken a lot of personal progress and time to realize I can take a week off and I'm going to be fine. I'm not going to lose my progress. Or if I am taking a month off and I have lost maybe a tiny bit of progress, the second I start back up, it'll be so much easier and everything is smooth sailing. And I think that just comes from personal experience of taking that time off, of listening to your body, if it's saying take time off. And when you do and you go back to it, you're like, oh, it's fine. It's literally no big deal. That was a little bit of an irrational fear. And now that I've gone through that, either forced because your body's like, no, you need to take rest off. Like you're so tired or so beaten down, like literally take a couple of rest days. And then once you get back to it, you're like, oh, dude, wait, I'm totally fine, which I think is awesome. But that's something that people could say that a hundred times to you. But until you have experienced that yourself of taking a couple days off and realizing you haven't lost progress, that's going to be amazing. And just know you literally need rest. You cannot work out 24, 7, 365. You cannot work out every single day. I mean, I think like Olympians, they might, but I think they probably still have rest or they have ridiculous massage people who are like, going ham on them to help them out or they have a physical therapist 24 7 and all these treatments and everything so for the average person our bodies need rest and our body will tell us we just need to learn to listen when we need that rest and even I mean I can even relate when I was pregnant I couldn't really push for any goals it was more of a maintaining stage and even early postpartum and I was like oh I'm gonna lose some progress and you know what that's fine because there will be another season in life when I can push myself again. So I think that is really what helped me get over that fear of losing progress because I did lose pretty much all of my progress, but you can get back to it. Well, I lost my progress because I was over like two years, you guys. This isn't talking about like a week or two weeks that you're probably talking about. 
And even maintaining my habits through pregnancy and postpartum, I was still way ahead of the game and it was so much easier to get my progress back afterward. Oh, and that literally goes with another one of overcoming the guilt of rest days, overeating, skipping the gym. There were so many about this, so many about just overcoming guilt. And, you know, that's not as much of a fear, but that's just something that we feel is feeling guilty for missing days, for having rest days. Simply put, feeling guilt for having a rest day, let that one go. Just take a deep breath and say, I'm never going to feel that way again because you just don't need to. And I always say each day is a fresh start. So even if the day prior was a little bit sloppy, a little bit messy, which we all have, like for me yesterday wasn't the best day, but today I'm trying to wake up and say, use that positive thinking and that positive energy to say it's a new day. What else can I do? How can I make this day better? How can I improve just a little bit more than yesterday? And that's all I can ask for. Just be a little bit better every day because that's going to compound. And as I'm trying to stay consistent, that's how I'm going to get results over time. This next one is one that I actually have 100% been here and let me share a story. Maybe it'll help you. So this one is the fear that I'm going to try my hardest and still not make my goals and then and therefore be so disappointed in myself. I, I kid you not, I cannot relate to this more. So a little while ago, oh my gosh, how long has it been? A year, year and a half ago, I remember publicly posting on YouTube. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this like bulk and I'm going to work on strength. And I want to grow my quads, like specifically in this bulk, like that was the target where, of course, as I'm putting on muscle and weight everywhere, I'm going to get more muscle and weight everywhere. I can't directly like guarantee that I'm going to have muscle and definition in my quads because you can't just spot target like that. But I was going to specifically, I rewrote my whole split. So I had an intense quad day just to help grow that muscle specifically knowing, again, I can grow body fat anywhere because I'm in the middle of a bulk and strength season. So you guys, I was so nervous publicly coming out and saying, this is my goal. This is what I'm going to do because I was like, I am admitting to doing this. And if I don't have results, like I'm literally going to be so disappointed in myself and also kind of publicly humiliated. And I knew I had to be accountable for that and just kind of come out and say it. And it was one of the scariest things I've done. I, that literally sounds so ridiculous. But for me to know, I have gone through that thought process of I'm scared of fully 100% committing to something because there's a part of me that low-key thinks I can't do it. And I realized that that was my thought pattern and that was the realization behind that of like, oh, that's me saying part of me doesn't believe I can do it. When I know deep down I can, I'm just scared of disappointing myself and I would do anything to avoid that feeling of disappointment. So that's kind of why I would deter from certain goals or trying certain things for so long because I was just scared of disappointing myself of like, oh, I can't do it. But what I've realized again, and I talked about this in the beginning of the episode, is that we have so many chances in life to keep trying. I did not put a deadline for when I wanted my quad development to be in. I just remember, I don't know, like six, eight months later, I started seeing and I was like, oh, wait, my quads are starting to come in and I was getting excited. And I was like, oh, I did do it. Like it took me way longer because I was a little bit scared. But I was like, I did it. I didn't put a specific time on. I just knew I'm going to keep working toward this goal until I feel like I'm good and then I'll pick another goal. 
And that's what I've realized is like not putting a timeline on things for me has been the best thing I could do for my mental health because I set out this goal, I work hard on it, and then three to six months, I'm like, hey, I did it. Like I feel so proud because I gave myself the space and the time to achieve that goal without checking in every single day or week and waiting for results and then being disappointed because it takes way longer than you think a lot of times to have these results. At least four weeks to even say, oh, has anything changed? So I think because I went in it with that mindset, it helped me personally. And just me wanting to fight any type of, what is the word I'm looking for? inhibitor like something me telling myself like oh, I can't do it like that disbelief of I'm going to try my hardest and oh, I don't think I'm going to get the results I'm going to be disappointed in myself like why am I thinking that that is so negative of myself I know I can accomplish this if I actually give it my all why am I scared of going 100% and I'm so sick of holding myself back from something that is not what I want and I made that decision and I'm so proud I did it and I think anybody else out there who is suffering or struggling with that Give it your all. Like, who's going to know? You don't even have to publicly say it. Show up for yourself. And it's like that disappointment within ourselves. But when we prove that we can do something, that is one, how you build your relationship and trust within yourself. Two, you're keeping promises to yourself. Your confidence is going to skyrocket. That is the key to building your confidence and trust within yourself. You are so just strong and independent saying, when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And just not make excuses try your hardest and know that there's no timeline. You can keep trying. Maybe it takes you longer. Maybe three months you're like, oh, you know, I could do a little bit better. We'll do better. Take another three months. Work on this goal. Everything is so quick and now, but like literally we have until the last day of our life to work on whatever we want to do, to develop whatever we want to do. We have time. And for me, I just felt like I was always telling myself, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. But the wise Gary V has told me otherwise. And I've drilled that into my brain that, oh no, I have time. I'm going to say the same thing to you. You have time. And the very last one I'm going to talk about today is going to be scared of increasing your weight. There can There's a lot of things. People are scared of looking bulky when they increase their weight, scared of failing the weight, scared of not being able to get the weight up, scared of squatting the weight, scared of dropping the weight scared of injury. There are so many fears when it comes to increasing weight that one, you are 100% valid in thinking that. And two, that is a very real fear, especially injury. A lot of things we tend to be more cautious on the side of gym and lifting and fitness because we want to avoid injury, which I think, hey, that's pretty smart. But sometimes there are some smart ways to slowly increase that weight so that we can still get progress and still progressively overload. So my tip, Again, for when increasing weight, go up so small, you guys. Go up by 0.25 pounds for your squat, for your deadlift, for your shoulder press. If you're doing legs, I feel like you can handle a full five, right? Like an extra small five on each side. But for upper body day, you can go up 0.25 and just test it out. I kid you not, you guys, there's so many times where I'm trying to like shoulder press 50s and I can't get the weight up or 40s and I'm like... Literally, I look like an idiot. I couldn't get that up. I literally just have to laugh it off. Like have a good sense of humor. You guys, I swear that helps with everything in life. And I cannot thank my mom enough for teaching me to laugh at myself. I like literally will be struggling, huffing and puffing like, uh, no, drop the weight looking like a ridiculous person. But it's like, 
I look around the room and I'm like, I know you dudes have done this too. I know everybody has done this too at some point. Like I'm laughing at myself. It's really not that serious. Like I don't need to be embarrassed. Literally shake it off, grab another weight and get it up. Like do it. I, no egos. There's no room for ego. Like laugh at yourself, have fun, have a good time. Like we're there to have a good time. We're there to progress on ourselves. Like it, it literally does not matter. Go for it. Try it. It's going to happen. And I think until you go through your first fail, you're going to say, okay, you know, that wasn't that bad or okay, we can keep going. To help avoid injury, just make sure your form is good. If you're squatting, have safety bars. If you're benching, like have a spot, um, you know, practice safe lifting, but you can go up 2.5 pounds. You can go up five pounds, like go up in small increments. You don't have to completely throw on a whole 45 plate and hit a new PR, like do it slow and steady so that you're decreasing decreasing your risk for injury but also like push yourself you can do it you can go heavier that is going to be the end of today's episode and there were still a lot more that I did not get to in today's but ultimately like whatever your fear is that you wrote in I just want you to be able to break through your fears No, at some point, your fears are probably going to come true. You can even force some of them to come true. Oh, you're scared of looking like an idiot at a gym because you don't know how a machine works. Go try out a new machine. Figure out and deal with that task and realize, oh, it wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't as embarrassing as I thought me fiddling with a new machine, not knowing what to do. It really is not that serious. Have a good sense of humor. We are way too negative and in our heads about so many different things, especially the gym. I want you to know you are not alone. When I tell you hundreds of people wrote in the exact same one you have also written in, that goes to show that we all think the same. We are all thinking alike. We all have a lot of the same fears. We all have a lot of the same insecurities. So if these things ever happen to you in the gym, no, nobody's sitting there judging you. No one's sitting there laughing at you. Low key, they're probably like, oh, I'm glad that wasn't me. Like, I hope that person's okay. And then like, done. Like, you're fine. Move on. It's, it's not going to be the end of the world. And I think just hopefully this helps you break down some of those barriers. And again, take those challenges, push yourself and try something new in the gym. Get over some of these fears and these things that we're thinking of and try to focus on the positivity. Focus on optimism this week. Go into everything with that mindset, trying to look for the good in each day. And overall, everyone on their health and fitness journeys, we're all just trying to do the best we can and we're trying to do and be better every single day. So just be a little bit better today than you were yesterday. I hope you guys liked this episode. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast if you haven't already. We have an awesome guest coming next week that's going to be awesome. And with that being said, that's it for today's episode. Talk to you all next week for some more fun and games. Bye. You're listening to the Fun and Games podcast with your host, Brittany Lupton. Thanks for listening to another episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And we'll see you all next time for some more fun and games. Bye.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.